Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for pressing play. I just got back from a beautiful trip to Sedona, which is in Arizona. And honestly, Sedona had not even been on my radar until earlier this year. And it just kept coming up and it kept coming up. And eventually I was like, all right, I get to go to Sedona. So um, I booked a trip with a couple of my girlfriends to go out there. And I'm sure like many of you have been feeling um, since COVID started and there's not like that much opportunity to travel and feels like things are kind of like monotonous and routine when we don't have a lot to look forward to. I decided to take matters into my own hands and create a new circumstance, which was to take a road trip out to Arizona. So I just got back yesterday. Yesterday, and I'm excited to be here with you all. I know that there's a lot of energy moving right now. Last night was the full moon in Pisces. Um, when I say last night, um, you're listening to this on Thursday. I'm recording it on Wednesday. So um, we had our full moon in Pisces this, um, this week on September 1st. And during the time of the full moon, a lot can be stirred up. So if you've been feeling unsettled or if you've been feeling a lot more emotions coming up, if you feel like maybe some old patterns are coming up in relationships or mindset patterns that are coming up around your relationship with yourself, um, maybe you've been feeling tired this past week. These are all signs that the full moon energy could be presenting itself to you. And uh, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that I used to host new moon circles in um, my community here in San Diego. And for those of you who are new to understanding the moon energy, I do want to give a little bit of an intro to that today just to um, be present to what's going on in your energetic field. Um, and then also we're going to be diving into our conversation today around really the three foundational pieces that I think are essential to navigate mental health, to prioritize your own happiness, and to be able to have more stability with your emotions. So um, just starting talking about the full moon. The full moon is often a time where we get to take a look at, um, and we have a full moon once a year, sorry, once a month we have a full moon. Um, so full moon is an opportunity to take a look at what is not in alignment in your life right now. So what is ready to fall away? What thoughts, beliefs, habits, behaviors, people, experiences, what is not working for you right now? What is creating this feeling of anxiety, of overwhelm, of stress, and and really being honest with yourself, bringing awareness to it, taking a look at it, and journaling is a really great place to do that. So you can just write the question like, 
what's not in alignment for me right now or what emotions are coming up and where do I feel out of balance? And then you can start to take a look at, okay, intentionally, what am I looking and ready to release um, this moment or what am I ready to release this week uh, so that I can create space for what it is that I'm calling in, what I'm setting my intentions for. And that's really what the new moon is about. So every month we also have a new moon. And the new moon is all about intention setting. It's about getting clear on what your vision is, what your desires are, what it is that you're creating for yourself. And also about celebrating, celebrating your progress, celebrating where you're at, celebrating your successes, just being really um, acknowledging towards yourself because oftentimes we can go through the motions and forget how much we're actually doing and how far we've actually come. And if you are like any of the clients that I work with, um, and, and most women just tend to be so hard on ourselves. And so, um, really taking this moment to really acknowledge your greatness and be gentle with yourself is so powerful. So, um, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have a full moon ritual or a new moon ritual, or if this is completely new to you, um, you can send me a message on Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. I absolutely love hearing from you. And if you're looking for really good astrology reading, so if you want to understand what this specific full moon means, um, this specific full moon in Pisces, every moon has a different energy. Um, I really love the readings by Andrea Dupuis. She was on the podcast much earlier. I, I don't know exactly what episode, but she did a episode on astrology. So if you're curious on learning more, you can go there. Um, she also does all of the moon readings on the rising woman platform. So you can search for them on Instagram at rising woman, or you can go to the risingwoman.com website and I'll put that link in the show notes. Um, and there is a reading for the full moon in Pisces. So you can kind of get an idea of what's going on, um, in the energetic field for you right now. All right. So, um, I just want to say again, I'm so happy to be here with you all. It feels so good to be connecting with you and to be sharing what's present for me and what's present in the collective and just being here as a voice to share about the human experience through a different perspective. So for those of you who know my story, you know that I have been on my own mental health journey for a very long time now. My mental health journey really started to um, come into play as far as my awareness in high school. And um, I've been on a journey ever since I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. I was always really sensitive. I was always really sensitive with my emotions. I knew that I took things personally. These were things that were very present for me, I would say, through middle school that I knew of. And then at the end of high school, I really started to notice that depression was a big factor in my life. And the way that I've learned how to relate to my depression over the years has drastically changed. And I also am still on the journey. So this work that we do together here and this work that I am committed and devoting my life to is all about really creating a life that feels soul aligned, that feels like you are living your truest expression, that you are experiencing life in the highest capacity that you can possibly experience it, and really getting out of the autopilot, getting out of the conditioning, the old uh, limiting beliefs and stories that create a sense of anxiety or stress or fear or unhappiness. And the first place that I want to start today is sharing that 
really setting your expectations clearly and setting yourself up for success. So if you are someone who thinks that the goal is to be happy all the time, then you are going to be in for a not so fun awakening when you learn that no matter how much personal development work that you do, there's still going to be a range of emotions that come through you and a big part of how we create more joy and more happiness and more times where you're feeling um, hopeful and where you're feeling inspired and motivated and connected to your purpose starts with this expectation and releasing this idea that you need to be happy all the time. So I see a lot of people putting so much pressure on themselves, feeling like they are not there yet, or they haven't done enough, or they're not not um, happy enough, or they're not getting the results and all of that. And a lot of that comes down to how are you speaking to yourself? How are you being with yourself? Are you being judgmental? Are you trying, are you being impatient with yourself? Are you putting pressure on yourself? And really taking a look at, is this expectation real? Is it realistic to be happy all the time? So one of my clients, uh, about last year, she asked, you know, how will I know if this is working? How do I know if, um, you know, this work that we're doing together is working? And that was at the beginning of our time together. And I share with her, you know, when you start to notice that you are happy more than 50% of the time, you'll start to see that things get a lot easier and you're facing less and less resistance throughout the day. And when you are happier for a larger percentage of the time than you are unhappy, then you know that this is working. So um, that's just kind of like a basic rule of thumb that like there is, it's a progression, it takes time, but eventually it does get easier. And when you learn how to relate to your emotions differently, then you start to get new results in your life because you're not stuck in the resistance to this idea that you should be happy all the time. So I wanted to give you three of my primary mindset tools that I use to support with my own mental health that I think are really, really important. And this is something that I've been thinking about over this past weekend as I was in Sedona and really just tuning into the collective emotions of like the majority of people when i look around and when when i you know talk to clients and when i talk to women and friends and colleagues it's like there's this there is this overwhelming sense of like constantly searching for being happy and constantly searching for the answers and I really believe that part of the reason why we're so far away from that and so far away from experiencing happiness most of the time is because of our the way that we're living right now. We're not meant to be on technology all the time. We're not meant to be on social media all the time. We're not meant to be working all the time. And I feel like we've lost such a deep, important connection to nature and the natural cycles of the seasons and the natural cycles of our emotions. And I really feel that if we were to spend more time connecting with nature off of our computers, off of our phones, releasing the technology. And I know that it's essential for a lot of things. And I'm super grateful that we have technology because if we didn't, I wouldn't be here speaking with you and you wouldn't be able to hear the words that I'm saying. And, um, you know, the amount of technology that we're using and the amount of time that we're spending doing and being engaged in things outside of ourselves 
is a tremendous amount and that's not really supportive of our overall happiness. So what I noticed when I was out in Sedona and granted, obviously I was on technically a vacation, but I just felt so much more connected being in nature. And I know more and more as I go on my spiritual path, that the more that I connect with nature, the happier I am. And something that's super important for me. So if you're someone who sits inside all day and you don't go out for a walk at all, or if you're someone who never goes out in nature and, um, you know, makes that a priority, I highly recommend and invite you into bringing more nature into your life. Another thing that you can do to support with technology is really on your, on your iPhone, there is an option. If you have an iPhone, um, there's an option to put an app limit for your social media app. This is not to like restrict yourself or to make yourself feel like you're doing something wrong, but simply it is to bring awareness. So essentially what the app limit does, it's under like the screen time settings, um, is it it allows you to know like how long you're spending on the app. So let's say you choose to do just like an hour on the social media apps, then you will get a notification at an hour throughout your day and saying you've been using the social media app for over an hour. And that can just bring the awareness to your mind and to get out of the autopilot and the unawareness of how much time you're spending consuming information online and just bring the awareness to it. So that's a tool that I find to be really helpful. Okay. Another tool that is a non-negotiable in my happiness toolkit um, is meditation. And meditation can be done in various different forms. There's guided meditations, there are silent meditations, there are walking meditations, there are movement meditations. And I did an episode very early on in the podcast where I talked about Um, some common blocks that people have when it comes to meditation. So if you're someone who struggles with meditation, um, you can either check out that episode um, around like most common meditation blocks, or you can check out Samantha Skelly who talks about breath work. Um, She did an amazing episode where she talks about combining breath work with meditation to help you to ease into the meditation and get out of your mind. So those are two resources that I can recommend for you. But Honestly, I don't think I would be where I'm at. I wouldn't be where I'm at. I don't know where I would be without my meditation practice. And what meditation helps you do is to become the observer of your thoughts. So instead of feeling like you are your thoughts or you're attached to your thoughts and that you don't have any choice, whether your thoughts are true or not true, meditation trains your mind to experience your thoughts differently. It also slows down the brain patterns, uh, the brain waves in your brain so that you're not having as many thoughts or your thoughts aren't happening as quickly, which allows you to respond to your thoughts differently. And so you might be feeling sad or you might be feeling hopeless or you might be feeling anxious, but when you have a meditation practice and you start to learn emotional intelligence, you are not depressed. You are experiencing depression. You are not anxious. You're experiencing anxiety. And instead of becoming depressed and becoming anxious and defining yourself and identifying yourself as that, you can start to notice the patterns when the depression comes up, when the sadness comes up, when the hopelessness comes up. And 
you can relate to it differently. You can choose differently. So when the sadness comes up, instead of going down into deep, dark rabbit hole of depression, you can recognize that it's there and you can start to say, okay, what's something that I can do right now or say to myself right now that will help me to feel more connected to my joy or to my heart? Um, what's something that would feel really nourishing for me right now? So you can have those moments where instead of going down the rabbit hole and staying there for so long is actually look at your toolkit and be like, okay, what are the things right now that I know would be really supportive for me in this moment? Sometimes it's actually allowing yourself to cry and allowing yourself to feel the emotion fully until it's no longer there. And many people get afraid to go to that space of fully feeling their emotions because they're afraid they're going to get stuck there. They're afraid that their life is going to fall apart if they actually let themselves cry or be sad or feel the emotions and that they're going to get stuck there. And I totally can relate to that because I have been there before. So if you don't feel comfortable really expressing your emotions, whether it's anger or sadness, and really letting those move through you, then I invite you to work with a therapist or work with a coach who can really hold space for you to process and learn how to relate to your emotions in a healthier, in a healthier way. So those are two things so far, really looking at adding in more nature, reducing your technology use, Creating a meditation practice, starting with even five minutes a day is a great starting point. I personally love to use the app Insight Timer to track my meditations, and they also have incredible guided meditations on there as well. And then the third thing that I wanted to talk about today and share about today is your environment of who you are surrounding yourself by. So it's so important that you recognize that the media that you listen to and the people that you surround yourself by, and those are going to have a certain belief system or a story that is feeding your subconscious mind, feeding your beliefs. And if you surround yourself with people who don't believe in the things that you do, or don't think that it's possible to be abundant and do something that you love for work, or if they're not supportive of you listening to your heart in your relationship, then Maybe those aren't the people that you're meant to be surrounding yourself by. And it's so important. I can't express this enough to have community or to have even one person in your life. Again, even if that's starting with a therapist or a coach to start off with that understands you and that gets you and that believes in you and that has the same mindset as you that's going to make a world of difference because it's going to, again, start to feed your subconscious mind the beliefs and thoughts that you actually want to think that are going to support you in feeling happier, feeling more alive, feeling more joyful, instead of constantly being surrounded by people who do not understand you or who do not get it, or who are not supportive, or who don't believe that it's possible. So those are some things that are really, really important for the foundation of setting yourself up for success with your happiness. I do believe that specifically meditation, taking that time every day to connect to yourself, to connect to your soul, to connect to your higher self and the universe is really such a guiding light to staying connected to the truth of love instead of getting caught up in the mind all about the fears and the doubts and the worries. So um, if you don't have a daily meditation practice or a journaling practice of some sort to connect to your higher self, then that is also super important for you to navigate your mental health. 
So those are a few tips today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your social media. I also wanted to share that I have a free three-day video series for you, and it's a free gift for you to learn how to activate your confidence. And in the three-day video series, um, I give you um, the support and the foundation to really connect to your confidence in a new way. So we go through three different pillars of confidence. The first one is all about self-love and self-compassion. The second one is about self-worth and the third one is about self-trust. And in this video series, essentially what you get is every day you'll get a short video and a practice to take this work deeper so that you can actually start to shift the way that you relate to yourself and the way that you speak to yourself and show up in a new way in your life. So this is again, free video series. And I do really want to emphasize the difference of just listening to podcasts and reading books and the difference between doing that and doing the deeper work. So listening to podcasts and Um, reading books and uh, watching documentaries, those are all very intellectual. These are all in your mind intellectual. And those are not necessarily going to the deeper layers of looking at the emotions and looking at the behaviors and the patterns that are not working for you. And so that's why I put together this three-day video series so that you can actually have specific journaling practices to go deeper and to start to transform the way that you think about yourself and that you believe in yourself. So I'm super excited about this three-day series. You can get it for free on my Instagram at Co. The link is in my bio, or you can also go to the show notes and you'll find the link there. It's amynatalieco.com slash activate your confidence. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a beautiful weekend and week ahead, and we'll see you at the beginning of next week. Have a good one. 